This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Motorville and Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Round one is done and dusted. Some very interesting and absorbing matches across the board. Uh, some teams really flexing their muscles and setting the pace in the competition early. And some teams from last season showing some improvements uh, already. So uh, lots to discuss. Joining me on the podcast tonight, once again, is Mark Cashman from Rugby News and Andrew Swain for his first appearance this season. Lots to talk about. Let's get into it. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round one wrap, first uh, fixtures of the season now out of the way and here to talk me through all the results and all the happenings uh, in and around the club scene is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. How are you, Casho? Yeah, it couldn't be better. What's uh, what's better than an afternoon in the sun at Rat Park watching the Rats play uh, Sydney Uni- University and then toddling off home for a barbecue? What, uh, what, a, what a beautiful Saturday. Uh, normality has resumed, Burjo. Beautiful. Love to see it. Great place to sit up on the hill there with next to Daz Hawthorne and his Merry Hillbillies. Joining us uh, also on the line for his first uh, shoot cast edition this year, Andrew Swain from Stan Sports. Swainy, long time no see. How are you, champion? It's been a while, boys, but gee, I'm glad to be back. And it's how good is it to, to see club rugby back and thriving? There was good crowds everywhere. Um, and, you know, the, the coverage was good and it was just a uh, yeah, great Saturday out. Yep, stand straight into the action. Uh, lots of matches to uh, to catch over the week and hopefully everybody got their, their fix uh, on Sunday after the games they obviously went and saw, hopefully. Uh, but, Swaney, you're going to be right in the thick of uh, club footy uh, this season, obviously not just with your regular appearances on Shootcast, but uh, Stan Rugby are now extending their coverage uh Pass the matches to their very own sort of magazine show. To, uh, fill us in, mate. Yeah, so on Wednesday afternoons, you'll be able to jump on to log on to your stand sport and um, on demand, you'll be able to watch a new show called Clubland, which uh, Tim Horan and I are hosting. And we're basically just going through uh, highlights from both Shoot Shield and Queensland Premier Rugby. Then we also include a bit of WA rugby now that uh, they, they broadcast one game a week on Stan Sport as well, live. Um, and, mate, we're just it's, – it's a little sort of half-hour um, little wrap of club rugby around Australia. Uh, we'll, we'll get guests on regularly. I'm sure that you bikes will probably appear from time to time as well if, if, you'll, if you'll come on, if I can extend the invitation to you. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – mate, it should be just a little bit of fun um, trying to wrap up all the highlights as well as all the happenings and social media and um, and all the all the great things that that make club rugby so good. Jeez, Cash, a bit of prime time, mate. You might have to uh, get down to the hairdressers. Well, yeah. Listen, uh, you know my hair's okay. I I just went to the barber at Narrowina a bit earlier, so uh, they're uh, they normally. Uh, uh, the preferred hairdresser for, for the homeless and uh, the people who are on patrol there at Narawina, but uh, on parole, sorry. With three uh, minutes mate, in, boys, with three minutes in, with three minutes in, and you've already brought hair into it. 
<laughs> yeah, I need a chop after isolation, mate. I'm uh, 10 days down. I'm going straight to the barber when I get on, out on Thursday. But, Swanee, let's just have a quick chat about uh, Super Rugby. Uh, obviously, we're, we're starting to get into the nitty-gritty. Most Aussie sides have uh, gone round twice or close to playing each other. Uh, we're almost uh, to the time where we're going to play some trans-Tasman rivalry. What are you seeing, mate? Our TARS are, are, are well, Casho and Itars are looking pretty good, four and three. It's a huge improvement from last year, isn't it? Oh, huge improvement. And, and you can see that Darren Coleman, not only has he, um, his, his coaching ability shone, shone through, but also his recruitment. Um, I, I reckon grabbing Jed Holloway back from Japan has been absolutely huge for Waratahs. Yep. Um, I reckon he's been the standout for me. But it, just in general, uh, they're playing with, a lot more desire. Um, you can tell that this is a this is a galvanised group. They they you know they don't lie down when um, the going gets tough. And mm. uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm, I'm really excited to see where DC can take this Waratahs team. I mean, we've seen him do it at club level. Super rugby level is a completely different different story. But the signs are really good. Uh, and, and yeah, I actually like watching them play. Like the last couple of years. You know, you you watch them play, and and there were there were moments they had you know good moments, but at the, on the whole, it was like oh, I don't really feel like watching them mm. this year. Really want to switch on and watch the Waratahs whenever they play. You just feel like they've got they've got a, a bit of an edge to them. And boys, the uh, the expansion teams, the Fijian Drua, and uh, and then Moana Pacifica. Listen, they've they've really stepped up to the mark in the first seven weeks. Obviously, yep. Fiji and Drawer are, uh, are obviously uh, getting the benefits of regular footy, which uh, the uh, the Pacifica team sort of hasn't had over the past month or so. But uh, listen, their, their their development and you know just being part and a viable part of the competitions absolutely significant. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic seeing them uh, get some regular rugby, and they've added. Uh, Plenty of uh, plenty of flair to the competition. Some outstanding uh, performances from from both those sides, and and the Kiwis are just just trucking along. I, I enjoyed uh, a few of their games so far. Got stuck into the Hurricanes Chiefs game, which is a cracker on the weekend. So it's going to be uh, another test, obviously, uh, for the Aussie sides once they come up against the Kiwis. But I, I, I feel like maybe the Kiwis aren't hiring on, you know, maybe not as strong as they've been in previous seasons, or am I just being a little bit too optimistic, Swaney? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question, isn't it? And, and you know, it, it is easy when we haven't seen them play against any Aussie opposition yet to, to sort of say, you know, they don't look as polished as years gone by and all this sort of mm. stuff. But, mm. yeah, I, I do think when the Trans-Tasman stuff does, does come our way, it's going to... It's going to really turn up the heat on the Aussie teams. Super round will be brilliant down in Melbourne, and that's yep. when it all sort of it occurs. That we're only two weeks away, uh, or two and a half weeks away from that. So um, yeah, that that's going to be the real litmus test, isn't it? And then you know we've got basically a uh, you know five five rounds, uh, a, a quick fire five rounds to the finish before playoffs start. So. You know, look, I was speaking on the Waratahs again. Like, you know, DC's goal this year was to finish eighth. If you finish eighth this year, mm. you make the playoffs. And so, you know, it's it's interesting to see what he does in some of those, um, you know, probably perceivably tougher games, like like against the Reds the other night. You know, there was a lot of um, personnel movement around, and then 
he had a really strong team up against the Fijian and Drew last week. So you know mm. there, there's some there's a there's a bit of smart sort of selection squad rotation yeah squad rotation going on as well from the Waratahs. Mm. It's just a it's a it's a bit of a, a next level of intelligence. So good to, good to watch. Yeah, no, it's great. And, you, and you've um, got yourself into Wallaby camp this week, mate. What's happening? What's the vibe like uh, out of uh, Dave Rennie's camp up there? Yeah, it was, mate, it was really interesting. Um, it was more a logistics camp than anything. I think they had one little field session um, mm. before we got a chance to get stuck into them. Um, and, you know, we had a few guys come through and do promo lines and things like that. But it was, uh, it was great to see them all together, um, you know, particularly after – such a brutal couple of weeks of um, of derbies. You know, you had the two Reds-Brumbies derbies within the space of sort of three weeks. Uh, and then there was the one just on the weekend just gone. And then they're all laughing and joking together uh, on, uh, on I think it was yesterday, yeah, Monday. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it is good to see. I, I get a really good vibe from them. Um, and you just look around the 40-odd blokes that he selected for this group and – you know, you can you can pick twenty three guys there that could be world beaters. That was the vibe that I got. Um, mm. There's a real confidence coming out of them, um, but it's a it's an understated confidence. They know that you know they've got a, three tests against England that are going to be incredibly tough, um, and then they've got a, a rugby championship that's really um, you know this is this is their time. They need to start um, ascending themselves towards that World Cup campaign next year. So. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, there's a there's a quiet confidence, but I wouldn't call it arrogance. It's just a quiet confidence. Mm, this England series, Casho, is going to be uh, going to be huge for the confidence heading to the World Cup, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know uh, very much so. You know they're they're not far off the pace in that Six Nations Championship. Uh, obviously, very well coached, huge amount of depth. Uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a matter of. Uh, picking the right blokes and um, and giving them the right uh, game plan down here and uh, uh, Eddie Jones he's probably probably a bloke to do that isn't he? Yeah, no, we can't wait for that series. It's going to be uh, box office. Um, I was going to get out to the uh, to the test match in Sydney, but just learn it's at the SCG and I'm, I'm out of binoculars, so uh, <laughs> might have to lean on you there, Casho. Uh, maybe something you take to the track at Ramick and tell me what's actually going on out there on the field. But, oh, look, it is what it is while the SFS uh, rebuild's going on. But, anyway, well, I don't know why they couldn't just play it at Bait West. But we'll move on. Um, shoot Shield, round one, absolutely fantastic uh, round of games. Um, some really cracking matches uh, across the board. We'll start out there at Rat Park, Casho, where Ringer took the spoils uh, against the students. Uh, no better way to start your season than a win over Sydney University. Ringa 29, University 26. Uh, yeah, what certainly wasn't all going the rat's way at stages there, Kasha. No, no, certainly. You know, you, you, any other side, they're going to stick with uh, with uh, a lot of these top sides for, for, for quite a while. And that's exactly what they've, they've done. I think they've lost something. Uh, the uni guys have lost something like 15 players to mm. these opportunities. But, uh, you know, they're, they're probably a wee bit undersized in, 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 in the second row and, in, in their back row, but they sort of hang in games and uh, they, they did particularly well to uh, go so close. I, I, I'd even suggest that if they decided to take a kick at goal rather than go to the sideline oh, late in that second half, that uh, that would have put a, uh, 
a, quite a deal of uh, scoreboard pressure on, on, on the Rats and things could have turned out a wee bit differently there. But uh, That's that unique confidence they've always had, uh, Swaney, isn't it? They always kick the corners. Oh, yeah. they, they love it, don't they? Yeah, Casho, you, you're spot on. Um, and, but, you know, the, this Rats team, they just looked impressive in parts, didn't they? I, I, I just, uh, you know, there was no Ben Ma, but no. Ben Woollett is brilliant at fullback and he he was he was in everything on the weekend. Oh, he was in absolutely everything and he's one of the uh, form players uh, last few years, uh, one of those cracking ringer outside backs. Him and Mara have been causing havoc uh, around the competition. A, a real shout-out, though, to Luke Vescio, who filled in at 12. Uh, Vescio's been involved with the Rats for a long, long time, a, a guy I know. Uh, it's just one of those lower graders, got their opportunity, got backed by Mike Riven to... To, to fill a spot, and he had an absolute cracker, Kasha. He, he, he did, actually. Uh, you know, probably the, the unfortunate thing for Luke is that uh, Tyson Davis is back after after heading down to Tasmania for uh, Harry Jones's wedding. So, yeah, yeah listen, the, the Rats this week are going to be uh, are going to be buoyed up, but listen, they'd be they'd be quite happy with uh, with the way their front row went, uh, and also uh, their, their second row. They've got to. They've got a couple of uh, towering infernos there. Fred Futrell, Will Clifted, uh, particularly well, and their back row is uh, uh, their, their work over the ball was uh, was particularly good. But uh, as Swaney said, Ben Woolett uh, probably man of the match there, really, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Talk me through the two Clift players. Are they brothers? They they certainly are. Um, uh, I think Richard made his first grade debut uh, mm. on, on, on the weekend. I think they had five or six debutants, the Rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, the, 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 they actually did. So uh, yeah, it was a big day uh, down there at Rat Park. They they won some of the uh, the lower grades, including a twenty two nil victory in, in in the reserve grade game. So uh, so it was uh, was uh, quite a an afternoon for a bit of uh, rat style celebration down there. So good luck to them. Yeah, they've had a have a cracking start to the season. They welcome Norse um, uh, this coming weekend, which we'll talk about later on. But uh, if they can chalk a couple of those wins early, the rats are uh, really um, in a good spot. I also thought Connor Hickey uh, had a really good game, and Moji Veramalua, the uh, winger for the Ringer Rats, was uh, he was very entertaining, uh, Swaney. Yeah, what about the? Uh... Couple of no tries. No try. I was going to say, right. yeah, he, uh, he he could he have iced the game. He could have iced the game for them with about ten to go, and there, there was yeah. That, he just got clipped from behind. But uh, yeah, you're right. Geez, exciting and uh, and one of those type of players that you know. He's, I, I feel like he had a bit of the Filippo Dangunus about him. Like he, he did. He, yeah. he could beat you in a phone box, and oh, um, fantastic. And, and he, he certainly showed that uh, you know glimpses of that on the weekend at Rat Park. Any side of things, boys. I I like the work of Jude Gibbs. They're uh, they're, they're number ten. Um, he's he's out of the cult system. And Will Goddard uh, at fifteen was uh, was was pretty good too. So listen, Uni I think are going to be one of those teams that finish anywhere between three and six uh, this year. But mm. uh, you know they'll, they'll they'll warm into things. I I I think they'll uh, they'll go well. I'll add, yeah. to, I'll add to that um, Angus Bell at outside centre, the other Angus Bell. Yeah, the other one, yeah. Uh, yeah he, I thought he had some great touches as well. Um, you know, he's a big frame of a guy. Like I, I didn't realise he was that big um, until I sort of watched that game on the weekend. Um, but, he, yeah, he, he was certainly good as well. 
Yeah, I think um, there's be some names there that we're going to get to know. And as Casho said, you know, little things like they've become accustomed to, and maybe you know, going for line rather than points might just be a little bit of recalibration. And I'm sure uh, Uni will will iron out a few things this week. We'll move on um, over to Wallara, um, where Casho, your North side put down a marker very quickly. Uh, they've had a big win at, at East, forty-two to twelve. Um, oh, I thought from watching uh, the game back on stand, um, their first sort of 30 minutes were just, just knockout. I think it was 33-odd nil at one stage there, and um, East just we just weren't at the races or sort of just got blitzed away. Um, Norse were just playing at such, such a good tempo. I just thought that they just looked really, really sharp. What are your sort of observations there, Casho, from a side that you know very well? Well, it, it, it's interesting. They've... Uh... Traditionally, they've played pretty well at Warrile Oval, particularly mm. particularly on that uh, artificial surface, and that's uh, that's exactly what they did. They uh, they they pulled that east defence apart, put on a lot of good things there, and uh, you know there were guys uh, running a muck out wide, guys uh, running off the inside of Angus Sinclair, who had a particularly good game. Yeah, Murray was uh, was uh, was was very good. Reese Ma. But a uh, special mention, though, to the front row there, George Thornton, James Margaret and Apo Ranawai, who, uh, who were particularly destructive there. Ranawai, I think, is uh, something special and he's going to certainly add uh, a bit of X factor to this uh, north side that's come under a bit of pressure at scrum time. I think that's uh, going to settle down. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. But, uh, oh, East yeah. used to get themselves back into it late, scored a couple of tries. Dean Oakman Hunt... Uh, did, uh, did did particularly well. Sam Fogarty did uh, did some good things, and Jordan Jackson Hope is class player back from Japan. So uh, wouldn't be uh, too concerned about uh, first up effort out of uh, East. I think they're uh, they're going to go better than uh, what they showed on the weekend. Mm, a lot of new faces in that Eastern suburb side. It's going to take a a little while uh, to gel. I. You're right about uh, Apo, the the Norse tighthead Swaney, mate. He was just uh, he's a he's a beast. Oh, like beast mode. That that term was written for him, wasn't it? It was. Right. Um, yeah, he was he was awesome to watch. Uh, but you know, just just doubling back on that Norse backline, like you know, Duffy, Sinclair, Bury, yeah. Russell, like those guys. That spine of guys, and, and you know, Reese Mao on the on the wing as well. They've been together for a couple of years now. Yeah, they the all chemistry. know each other so well. Yeah. That continuity. I was talking to Zach yeah. here today, and just to have that continuity for a guy who's a young coach, right? Like mm. being able to call on that that group of guys to to lead your backline is is outstanding. And, and you know, the Harry Bury's you know turning into a really you know good young captain as well. He he leads that side around really well. He doesn't take any doesn't cop any crap. You know, there was that moment where James Margan was playing up in the middle of the field, mm. using the ball away from from the other scrum half's you know grasp, and the the penalty was reversed, and Harry went right over to him and gave him the death eyes. Um, you know, I that love was it. that was entertaining stuff, and and I'm, I've got it on good authority that apparently that very spot at Eastern Suburbs last year, James Margan got into a fight. So I reckon yeah. that might be the Bermuda Triangle for him just there. Uh, and Zach Beer certainly gave him a few more Broncos, I think, I think this week to run. But um, it's, yeah, look, I, I, I think you're right. They've really thrown the marker down this Northern Suburbs team and uh, I think they're going to be the team to beat. 
Yeah, at this early stage, they look pretty good. Duffy's got to be one of the best support players in the competition. He's just everywhere. He's so fit, uh, can finish tries. He sets them up. Um, he's just everywhere. And as you say, Swaney, having that chemistry between those guys, they've, they've been playing together for a number of years now. And keeping players of that level together um, is just so critical at a competition like the Shoot Shield. Um, it, it really, really uh, sets you up for, for a good-looking season. I, I echo what... Um, Kasha said, though, that East did start to show some signs in the second half. Mm. Tui Lealafano impressed. He always impresses on the flank out there, doesn't he, Kasha? Yeah, 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 he does. But uh, listen, just, just back on the Norse, because I know a bit about it, is that uh, is, is the fact that Brad Hamopo is going to be coming back from Japan in about round mm. five. So, so the riches are, uh, are going to keep on coming. And obviously Hugh Sinclair is uh, going to come back from uh, – from from Waratah's stuff, and he's maturing as a uh, as as a super rugby player. So you know, there's there, there, there's a couple of left and right bows that you can play in your back row or uh, in in your second row there. So uh, mm. yeah, options there. So uh, Zach's a very lucky coach. Yeah. Yeah. Although the I mean, Brad's a great player. He's had a great year, but you know, the guys going in there now are going really, really well. So. Yeah. You know, it's good to have lots of options. So uh, at this stage of the season, uh, Norse are looking good, but they'll have a good test uh, this this weekend. So we all look forward to that match. Um, just on just one more thing on the Beasties, Jack Bowen at, at 10. Yep. How much does he look like Scotty Bowen? Just a bit He thicker. does. He yeah, has a no, great. image of his old man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's good to see the Bowen uh, family name back there in uh, first grade. Obviously a great history at Eastern Suburbs. So uh, early in his uh, his career, but um, he looked pretty good. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll see how he uh, starts to blossom as the season takes shape. Um, I'll take the lead on this one. Southern Districts uh, have got their first win from the first game against Manly, 13-7. to uh, it was a dreadful match. Um, it really wasn't much to talk about at all. It was just <laughs> error-prone mistakes. It was slow. Um, I th- I don't like to climb into referees, but I thought he had a really poor match. Um, and I'll talk about it now. The red card in the second minute just <laughs> defied belief. Um yeah. First of all, it was it was on the manly winger, which was unseen by the referee who was yeah. facing the incident. It was unseen by all the players. It was unseen by the player that apparently copped uh, the incident. Um, a touch judge has seen it, made a report that there's been head contact with no mitigating circumstances, and it's a red card. Manly was so confused that he'd got sent off. Uh, Ivan Fepalulai, the captain's come over him after 20 minutes and go, can we have our player back on? The referee says, it's not super rugby, mate. He's off for the whole game. And he oh. goes, and he goes, you're kidding. But it's just, look, just let me break it down. The problem with this, this, you know, the whole world rugby has been going through this whole high contact stuff, and it's critically important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, all this stuff is so important. But when you're playing park footy, you don't have the benefit of replay. You don't have the benefit of anything. So to get too trigger happy for an incident the referee hadn't even seen and by all accounts on the replay, no one can work out what he's actually been set off for, whether it was a swinging arm or the push in the hands of someone's grabbing him from the ruck, lashing out at that. To actually make a call like that, which has got – it killed the game, completely killed the game. I mean, look, South had a 
were, were ordinary. They couldn't really uh, get on top of a short, short-sided Manly. But anyway, rant over. I don't, the fact that it happened to Manly, people just go, shut up, Berger. You know, you just being biased and <laughs> suck it. Suck it. happens all the time. But I just worry that these red cards with with so much sensitivity around high contact because I see all teams cop this because we just we just don't have the capability to police it like the big leagues do. So anyway, I don't know if you got a view or you saw it, Casho, but um, – I thought it was bloody ridiculous. What uh, what was your take, Burjo, on uh, the uh, the return to coaching at Manly of um, of Blakey? Oh, look, they're fit, they're organised, they've got a presence about them. Um, we just neither team played well. There was no continuity. It was stop start. Manly clearly had tactics to kick a lot. Um, it didn't look like the other matches were particularly wind-affected, but Southern Districts there was a howling wind, and we know it always does blow hard at, at South, but um, it was just so much drop ball, Eric kicking. That was no flow to the game. Um, I think Blakey's still got uh, a long time to put his real fingerprints on this side. Um, yeah, look, they're, they're sort of – they're certainly fit. They're, they're aggressive, but they're all new, so it's going to take a long time to – to gel into a sort of a team. Um, uh, Valentini, the, the fly half, uh, he showed some okay touches. I thought the the inside centre went pretty well. Manu Fatoi scored a, scored a good try. South were pretty ordinary too. I mean, Tyzak Jordan had a good game. Kagiasa scored down the flank where there was no winger. So, you know, <laughs> I didn't have much positive. I, I, I was just, there was lots of explosives in my house on Saturday afternoon, followed by about five quick fire beers. And, um, yeah, look, I, uh, it's a shame because, you know, uh, they're the kind of games that teams like Manly will, will really try to arc up and win, but so will South. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Blakey or uh, Todd Loudon will be too pleased with, with their performances, but I guess it's round one and, and these things can happen, Swaney. Oh, that was one heck of a rant, Burjo. I love it. I good. know it's good from you. Um, Sorry. Was, <laughs> I, I, did, I did get the... A look at the red card in the end because I actually I watched the the highlights initially on Stan Sport and then and and the red card it was so innocuous they actually innocuous. bloody missed it they bloody nothing missed happened. it nothing happened nothing happened because nothing happened no. nothing happened exactly. it's just like two minutes you're off it's so, like so wow so you had to go back and and go to the whole game and and I I saw it and I was like well that doesn't make much sense at all there, yeah. I mean you can see there is a swinging arm but. Doesn't make contact, debatable. But, I don't think it, but apparently, talking to Damien Cummins, it wasn't for that. It was for after, just after that, as a typical, as everyone knows in a ruck, the first pillar, someone grabs their jersey to try and hold him in. He's hit his arm to stop holding his arm. Apparently, that was the infringement. Yeah. But they thought that he'd hit his head when he'd hit his arm. Anyway, if you didn't know, if your referee didn't see it and you're not, no one else saw it, Apart from maybe the touchy on the far side, well, he was the far the side, far side yeah, of the yeah, field. This, this is what I was, would, yeah. Wouldn't you just give a yellow yeah. just because you don't know? And if South feels so aggrieved by it, they can make a citation. Yeah, it's, just, it was a, it was one of those. I think we could probably put it down to um, early season rust all round. I think all that's round. That's, yeah. uh, that's refereeing. That's the standard yeah. of the game. Um, yeah, it wasn't no. it wasn't a real spectacle. Uh, some good tries, mind you, scored when they, when, good they tries. Did, when they did score them, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was one of those round one rust fests, I reckon. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and boys, that's the case with a lot of these clubs. They're probably one or two trials with the rain in Sydney and all that sort of stuff, yeah. away from being 100% ready for, uh, for for round one. And I think that's a classic example of, uh, you know, like uh, being a couple of trials short for, for both those clubs. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the one saving grace is the fact that Burjo didn't drive all the way to uh, <laughs> watch it because you imagine how filthy he'd be if he did. Oh, it's, one of the, it's one of the only grounds I know how to get – or one of the only places I know how to get to outside of Fairlight. So, um, <laughs> it's uh, – yeah, look, I'm glad I didn't go out because, uh, yeah, anyway. Thank uh, God for COVID, eh? Let's just scratch that one off and hope things improve this week. Well, they'll probably get rained off anyway. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, let's talk about a better game um, up at Newcastle. Hunter 26, Gordon 31. Um, Hunter showing some some great improvement. Uh, Gordon started like a house on fire, Cash. Alex Polo, who had a great year uh, last season, we talked about him regularly on the on the podcast last season. Uh, got an early double, albeit his second try came from the Falcon assist, which you love to see. Oh, so um, good. And, you know, they were up 19-zip uh, after about 19 minutes, and then Hunter uh, sort of uh, grinded their way back into the game. They've got a really uh, big pack, and obviously uh, Nadrua Natolo at 12 is who we know well. Um Really started to give Gordon um, something to think about, and there was a there was a very exciting finish, Casho, and uh, lots to unpack in this one, mate. Yeah, certainly. Uh, final play of the game, Hunter looked as though they'd uh, they'd levelled the score with a brilliant long term, uh, long range team try, but uh, final pass real real forward. Yeah, it was forward. Uh, I didn't look at it, and and Gordon got away with a thirty one twenty six victory. Uh, it's just an indication that travelling to Newcastle isn't going to be a pushover this year, and no. that can only be good for the for the competition. I think uh, uh, Hunter are, are a side that need time together. Uh, you know, there's there's a whole new deck up there for Bubba Coleman, and he's working his way through it and uh, pushing through. Uh, you know, the the, the the right people to play uh, to play first grade there. But uh, yeah, listen, it's uh, it's one of those games that. Uh, Heading up to Newcastle, you, you're going to want to get in there, get the points, and get out type of thing. And I, I think that's a good thing for for the competition because they'll uh, they'll win more than they lose. I think the uh, the wildfires. Mm, no, you're right. I think a lot of teams are going to look to that one for a hope for a bit of a smash and grab, but it's it's maybe going to be a little bit tougher than uh, than they expect, eh, Swaney? Oh yeah, and um, you know that that's. A lot, you know, a lot of it comes down to a that big pack that they've got. Um, but Nandu Rotalo, he's he's awesome, isn't he? Um, he's, yeah, he's great. You know, trained with the Waratahs over summer. Um, you know, he's just a, he's just a big unit, and um, yeah, I think that yeah that that road trip could be one of the toughest in the Shoot Shield now. Um, no, it will be. Yeah, it, it'll be a real tough one. You know, the bus trip home. Could be very quiet for some teams this year. Uh, mm. So yeah, it, it's uh, it was great to see a, a you know a really competitive game from them. Yeah, no, it was good. I thought uh, Reese McDonald had a great game for Gordon. Um, he's been a, he's been a good player for a number a couple of seasons now. He, I don't think he missed a kick there, Casho. He's going to be an important player for the Stags this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, uh, past couple of seasons 
interrupted by injury, uh, you know, playing fullback, playing, uh, moving into 10. I think he's got a, you know, a, a full-time crack at the uh, number 10 spot. So uh, I think Billy's hoping that he's uh, he's going to grow with the more time that he has uh, in that position. So good luck to him. Uh, interesting number nine, uh, Sam Babb, who played at uh, the uh, the two blues, two blues just yeah. Uh, playing his first uh, game for uh, for Gordon. Good to see Tom Horan getting a crack there. He's uh, he's the son of a mate of mine who I uh, uh, I uh, coached with, uh, coached and managed one of his sides there, uh, Tony Horan. So uh, God knows how he ended up at Gordon, but we, uh, we 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 give Tony heaps that his son's playing for Gordon, and that's uh, you know a, a Norse kind of thing. But anyway. That's, that's mm. what it is. So, but uh, Mate, North to Gordon's almost worse than Man in the Ringer now, given the given the uh, transfers we've had of late. Oh yeah, but don't hear about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's absolutely right. So, but uh, what know, happens? Do you get banned from the Rag and Famish or Lease Fortune Accord, or what happens up there, mate? What is well, you're obviously not going to be able to go to the Greens, obviously, if you uh, you sort of head up there because there's yeah. a, a, an alignment with uh, the North Sydney Leagues Club uh, group of uh, clubs. So uh, yeah, listen, that's uh, that's that's the way it is, and uh, yeah, you've uh, you, you can obviously come the other way without any sort of sanction, but uh, heading yeah. up there is uh, not not uh, looked upon favourably. There's probably a whole bunch of accounting tariffs and stuff between those clubs, Swaney. You know, if you've got mixed business between the clubs, they just bump up your fee for your tax return each year or whatever. But anyway. That sounds, that sounds pretty familiar on the northern beaches too, wouldn't it, Badger? Oh, mate, come on, mate. We're just humble people out here on the northern beaches, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's no hiding uh, on the North Shore, uh, certainly. Um, let's uh, discuss Ramick's big win at Milner. Ramwick 26, Eastwood 21. Ramwick have collected the road and cut the shield. Lovely way to start the year by picking up some silverware. Uh, the game sort of ebbed and flowed. I, I thought it was a, a really good match, but that's a big win for Benny McCormack, side casher. Yeah, 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 certainly is. Uh, try and ride at the death there. Uh, mm. Potentially a situation where somebody looked offside there, but uh, they uh, they got the ball to lock Angus Houston and uh, he scored the match-winning try, 27-21 to, uh, to uh, the, the, the Ramwick side. So, uh, listen, a, 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 a lot of the play was done in the first half here and I'm, I know I'm harping on this that uh, a lot of these uh, round one teams looked as though they were uh, a run or two short. So, but, uh, and, and that was the case with, with, with both these, but... Uh, Ramick just appeared to be a little better conditioned and were able to uh, finish off the game well, which they did. Uh, Angus Houston is brother of Ben. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's correct. They're uh, five and six. Love to see it. Ramick, two brothers, very good. Yeah, two big units, two big units. I tell you, they who... look the same too. They've got their hair shaggy down around their shoulders, so they could they could be the uh, shoot shield bash brothers, Swaney. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. I I, I did um, note. So Chris Yasmin scored a double, and they were both pretty good tries, weren't they? But yeah. how quick has he gotten? He he's he's, he's actually, been a gun. I reckon yeah. he's put a I reckon he's put a yard of pace on his on his game. Um, and you know, I know that the Aussie sevens side have been sniffing around, potentially trying to get him involved, mm. uh, or maybe the other way around. I do I I do hear that there is a bit of interest there though, and. Um, man, that that second try that he just yeah. burnt away, like you know, 
I, you haven't seen pace like that in the shoot shield for a long time, I reckon. That was uh, it, that was really good. short odds for a top try scoring spot this year, Swaney, I reckon. Big he's time. Been, he's been on, on fire for a few years. I'll tell you what, though, that Lachlan Shelley's no slouch. He, uh, from Eastwood, Eastwood fullback, he scored, scored a lovely try. Yeah. Um, what he's um, – have been slow starters in the competition before. Maybe, maybe a few more weeks before they start uh, rumbling their cash out. Yeah, could uh, could could be a few weeks, but uh, listen, they've, they've got the makings of a very good back row there, and uh, mm. you know they're 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 well coached by uh, by Benny Batcher, and uh, you know they they you know they've got the playmakers there. Bell at ten. Uh, Fabian Goodall, I thought, uh, had, had a pretty handy game. He yep. seems to be wanting to get a bit more involved than just hanging out there uh, on, on, on those outside channels. And he did some uh, some nice pop passes and, and a few things like that. But uh, you, you guys are 100% right about Lachlan Shelley, that uh, that try that he scored on, under the post. He, uh, he, he kept a couple of... Toey Ramwick boys uh, at bay for uh, the last twenty or thirty metres, so he's done uh, done pretty well. I think uh, Benny Batcher told me last year that uh, he was uh, he was among the uh, uh, the uh, the speediest guys uh, in that club. Mm, well, you know, hopefully uh, he can get his hands a bit on the ball a bit more next week uh, for 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 Batch and the Eastwood boys. Uh, they look to bounce back um, this weekend. Final uh, fixture of the round uh, at the new Eric Tweeddale Stadium in Western Sydney. Uh, Western Sydney went down in a tight game, uh, but no less entertaining than, than some of the other matches. Uh, Western Sydney 27, West Harbour 28. Um, Harbour led uh, 25-6 at one stage. Paramount hit back with uh, three tries to level up at 25 apiece. And Drury, Cody Drury Hawkins got the late penalties. Been a bit of uh, mainstay for the Pirates for, for a number of years, but... I guess that's a disappointing start uh, for Western Sydney there, Swaney, but um, maybe some signs that they'll be more competitive this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, what a what a great way to, to sort of christen the Eric Tweedale Stadium, wasn't it, for a round one fixture of Shoot Shield with a with a real classic and, and just going down at the death there. Um, yeah, I mean, Western Sydney, they, they, were, they looked dead and buried, didn't they? They looked out of it. And um, and then they came back with a wet sail in the, in the back in a couple of late tries um, mm. to to roar right back into it and then yeah that late penalty goal to Cody Drury Hawkins he yeah he's uh, he's probably their best player isn't he from for West Harbour so um, oh yeah oh, look disappointing but I, I absolutely agree with you the I think you know you couple the new stadium. With uh, you know that 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 just brings people in, that brings people through the door, and then mm. you know, a couple of they get a couple of wins on the board. There'll just be a bit more confidence, and uh, that's what that's what, what rugby in Western Sydney needs. Yeah, I was impressed by a number of the uh, Western Sydney forwards, especially the replacement that came on, scored a cracking try off the back of the scrum. Tui Kiowa, so I think he's come over from Eastern Suburbs, but um, uh, they're going to give a few teams a, a real go this year, Casho. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. And you know that that facility they've got out there, and they're, they're lovingly referring it to as the Eric. I think that's uh, that's the big winner, you know, across the whole competition in uh, in round one. It looked an absolute treat. They they played Colts uh, uh, on uh, on some of the nights, you know, leading into the the first game there, and it's just uh, it's a, just a fantastic facility. I, I even noticed that they've got a DJ there. On uh, on home game, so uh, can't wait to get out there and uh, and cut a rug. 
TJ, jeez. Cash Eby out there with some salt and pepper and some funky cold doing Medina. The, doing the sprinkler. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love to see it. Nothing better than a bit of atmosphere at the uh, Shoot Shoot Grand. Some do it better than others. Um, but, you know, it depends on what, what your flavour is. Every 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 Grand's different, isn't it, Swaney? Oh, I, my favourite um, Shoot Shoot <laughs> DJ is DJ Smuggler down at, down at Foreshore. Um, who gets up on the old uh, on the in the budgie smugglers on the hill there and and spins a few tunes? Um, oh, you know. uh, Brendan Tyne and Davey, yeah, mate, he's been that's right. Mate, he's still he's still pretty fit, he, mate. He gets into those uh, beach workouts over summer and uh, he lives for the third grade family hill at Foreshore. Oh, big time! You know yeah, that's you, an atmosphere. You end up with a bit of um, you know, and then you end up with a bit of sort of some someone on a guitar maybe down at Rat Park occasionally as well. Um, uh, that's yeah. a bit of. That's a bit of nice sort of inter interlude between games sometimes. So, yeah, uh, actually, that's probably a good little good little segment for the new Clubland show. I might um, I might bring that up uh, at some stage this year, boys, and I'll, I'll get your input on the best off field entertainment. Love it, love it. Plenty to plenty to uh, digest there. As there is this weekend, we're. Uh Heading into round two and some big matches already. The Woodies are back at Milner looking to uh, uh, avenge their round one defeat. They're taking on Eastern Suburbs. That should be a really good game. Two teams with losses after round one. Uh, can't take your eyes off the match at Pitwater Rugby Park, Cash. And I know you'll be there uh, early, I'm sure. Ringer against Norse um, promises to be an absolute belter, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, two good winners in round one. Uh, both teams looking uh, look, looking pretty good. Ringer obviously uh, obviously got a spring in their step uh, as you should when you when, when you beat Uni North's uh, looking okay. So yeah. Mm. Uh, South are back home again, uh, taking on Gordon. Uh, be an interesting matchup to see how both those sides go. Hard to obviously get a read from a lot of sides at this stage. Uh, Manly taking on West Harbour down at the Village Green first grand uh, first game at Manly this season. Post just went up yesterday. It's been very wet. Um, could be wet again on Saturday. There's a lot of rain expected in the next couple of days. That's that's uh, a, that's normally a little banana skin game for Manly, isn't it? Against the, the that, Pirates, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's early in the season this year, but the Pirates and um, and Manly games are always you know real tight. I reckon over the last couple of years. They have been. Uh, West Harbour has notoriously been a bogey side for Manly, even during our stronger years, I would say. So you're mm. right. Um, that'll be a tough a tough game um, for the Marlins who look to, to, to get a win on the board. Uh, University heading home to take on Ramick. Classic. El classic. One of the old Classico matches, Uni Ramick. Uh, classico of the Shield. Shield. Yeah, it's like a Barca-Madrid type matchup, isn't it? You know, it's like, <laughs> sure. Like, Iconic sides, uh, Uni Ramwick um, at University, uh, the home of rugby in Australia, and uh, Parramatta. Oh, sorry, Parramatta. Birthplace, mate. Right. The birthplace. Get it right. Yeah, we've got to get this right. Western Sydney taking on Hunter um, at the Eric Tweedale. So some epic uh, games to uh, to get into round two. Kasha, you're you're definitely heading up to Pitwater Rugby Park. I take it. Can't get you down to Manly Oval for the West Harbour uh, t- clash. Well, listen, I uh, I could drop into the Gilbert, uh, the Manly on Gilbert for a schooner afterwards, Berger. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let, let's see what happens. But uh, first intentions is to see Norse in uh, in, uh, in in person. 
I, I don't want to say it, but there could be a couple of fixtures under uh, under weather consideration if this deluge comes uh, comes like it has. It's something you're not accustomed to up north of the border these days, Swaney. Not not for a few weeks anyway. We did have that uh, pretty bad downpour a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, she's she's nice and sunny up here at the moment, and and you know we're still we're still deep in the thirties in uh, during the day as well. Um, I'm nowhere near putting on anything uh, any clothes that have got long sleeves yet. So, um, mm. I, and I and I, I hope that that long may it continue. <laughs> I feel like he's talking a little bit slower, even so, Tasha. It's just sort of just. Everything up there is like you know just cruisy, isn't it? I think that's the four X golds, mate. I think that's the four X golds. And he, that's it. He's dropping in the word "a" at the end of this too, eh? Hey? Uh, I know. I know. We'll have to. I have to go through and edit this. Just a quick final word. Iray Simone's uh, heading offshore. He's a, a darling of the Shoot Shield. Obviously, spearheaded Norse uh, twenty sixteen um, uh, Shoot Shield Grand Final win. Obviously, uh, under Simon Cron. Uh, but good to see him taking opportunity overseas. A loss for Australian rugby, though, Casho. Uh, I think he's heading off to Clermont. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's right. I think uh, I think his style doesn't align with uh, with what they're after uh, at, at that Wallaby level. I think uh, mm. I think Iray's uh, oh, probably a ball playing twelve, and I think yeah, he is. I, I think the expectation at uh, at twelve at Test level for the Wallabies at least is to have a confrontational type of uh, of 12 and and leave some of that playmaking to uh, 13 and 15 and 11 and 14 so mm. uh, yeah yeah listen he'll uh, he'll go away play some good rugby at Clermont come back and you know you you never really know the uh, the, the dream's still alive the other one that's heading uh, heading overseas Fergus Lee Warner from uh, from, mm. from the western force off to uh, the Worcester Warriors so uh, you may not see him again because he's England qualified. So you took uh, the words out of my mouth, fair Casho. I think he's a, arguably a bigger loss. I thought I think he's one of the unlucky guys in Super Rugby at the moment to not yeah, be in Wallaby camp. I, th- I, th- I feel like his versatility. You know, you've got you, you, you've definitely got your first pick, couple of big locks, but someone like him on your bench. Um, you know, he, he and Jed Holloway probably play a similar game of rugby, right? Like they're probably a similar mm. style of player. Jed Holloway is probably a little more dynamic, but I think Lee Warner, um, yeah, is a big loss to Australian rugby, and uh, that that would be devastating to see a, an England jersey on him if that ever if that ever uh, transpired. Mm, yeah, it's a worry. It, it, it takes you know all the players out of the, the depth of the game, but uh, what can you do? You can't retain them if they're they're not cutting the mustard or not not getting where they want to go. So if you look at the glass half full, it, it's you know a great opportunity for them, and they get to see the world. So good luck to them. Oh, for sure, you cannot begrudge them at all. Um, but um, yeah, obviously domestically, it, it's a challenge as we know. Anyway, lots to ponder on that, and lots to ponder this weekend. Can't wait for some more shoot shield. Um, Let's enjoy it, and uh, thanks for tuning. Thanks for tuning in this week, boys. Thank you. Thanks, guys.